Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. As much as life has changed over the last year, you're still pretty busy. So consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same tests hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 25 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Nice and clean, execute our race. Put ourselves in position, got to be there at the end. Yep, copy that. Have a nice, smooth day and try to be there when it counts. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Clint Boyer sees the checkered flag. It's all in an effort to, to get better. You know, it's, it's not just those four tires and the steering wheel and the throttle pedal it's the successes and the people nascar live is brought to you by wheeling on the road in the air and around the world wheeling is trusted to be seen trusted to be heard and trusted to perform and by blue emu blue emu's family of products supports healthy muscles and joints is family owned and made here in america it works fast and you won't stink from the motor racing network studios in concord north carolina here is your host mike bagley Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the MRN crew with you for yet another weekly broadcasting get-together. And we've got a great one for you here today. There's something called the Chili Bowl Nationals happening right now in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We're going to have an update from this year's Chili Bowl. Our very own Dylan Welch is there. He not only will give us a preview, but he's actually going to try to qualify into the Chili Bowl tonight. We'll check in with Dylan, and we'll get the latest with him. In just a moment, we'll get a 2020 Cup Series preview with some of NASCAR's biggest drivers with Kyle Rickey. We'll also talk some NASCAR Xfinity Series racing. Chase Briscoe is going to join us and talk about his upcoming season with Stuart Haas Racing. We've got the managing director of NASCAR Touring Series, Brandon Thompson, who's going to stop by and talk ARCA. Had a chance to visit with Brandon over the weekend at the big ARCA test at Daytona. Big changes coming to that series this year. And while I was in Daytona, I had a chance to sit down and visit with Bill Venturini, longtime ARCA competitor. Bill gives us some perspective into his life, his driving career, and into uh, some insight also into the new ARCA series that's coming up in 2020. Not to mention he's the reigning ARCA series championship winning car owner. We'll celebrate 50 years of MRN and a lot more. But first, MRN's Woody Kane is here to get us up to date with all the latest news. Woody? 
NASCAR has unveiled some rules changes for 2020 designed to make for better racing on short tracks and road courses by taking downforce away. The headline moves, spoilers will be cut from 8 inches to just under 3 inches, and splitters will be cut down from 2 inches to a quarter of an inch on 9 tracks. Driver Corey LaJoy offers some perspective as to what it'll mean behind the wheel. It will take the amount of downforce that we had last year at the short tracks and cut it in half. So we had about 3,400 pounds downforce is what they said last year, and it should be about 1,700. So that's a lot. It's up to Goodyear. The ball's going to be in Goodyear's court to make a little bit softer tire that degrades a little bit so we can move around and lay some rubber down in places like Richmond and Martinsville. Tracks impacted by the change include Bristol, Martinsville, Richmond, Dover, Phoenix, New Hampshire, Sonoma, Watkins Glen, and the Charlotte Roval Course. Meanwhile, work continues on the new Next Generation car, which is scheduled to debut for the 2021 season. Eric Jones will be the driver for a two-day test of NASCAR's effort to put the stock back in stock cars this week. Austin Dillon tested a prototype at Richmond last October, and Joey Logano piloted a version at Phoenix Raceway back in December. Silly season is still rolling along with a month to go until Speed Weeks in Daytona. Two new rides were announced in the Gander Truck Series this week, with Bill McAnally putting k West champ Derek Krause in a full-time truck with a technical alliance from Hattori Racing, the 2018 championship team. Also, Front Row Motorsports is fielding a truck full-time for Todd Gilliland with support from DGR Crosley Racing, the team Todd's father David owns. Hopefully we can win a lot of races, contend for a championship. Also, getting back in the number 38, that's super special to me and my family. My dad started his cup career in it, ran it for a long time throughout his career. So coming back to Front Row Motorsports for myself, Bob Jenkins is a, a great guy. Super excited to drive for him. Elsewhere, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is set to unveil a new exhibit at the NASCAR Hall of fame in charlotte wednesday dale jr glory road champions features 18 championship cars personally selected by the 15-time most popular driver dale jr also revealed this week he'll compete for one race in the xfinity series again this season he'll drive the number eight hellman's camaro march 21st at homestead miami speedway and finally, Kevin Harvick Incorporated used to be a race team, but it's morphed into a sports management company representing athletes. One of its most prominent is mixed martial arts fighter Donald Cowboy Cerrone, who's scheduled to fight UFC star Conor McGregor Saturday night in Las Vegas in a welterweight bout. Harvick says it's a huge moment for his company. We have a ton of sponsors and people and, and um the biggest group that we've probably ever entertained aside from our championship race uh, going going to, uh, to to the fight. So uh, it's a big event, uh, not only for us, but obviously for, for Donald and, and his career, and, and uh, we're looking forward to, to the event. As always, we've got more on these stories at MRN.com. Thanks, Woody. Coming up next, MRN's Dylan Welch is in Tulsa, Oklahoma for this year's Chili Bowl. We'll talk with him next, and later, Kyle Rickey will have a Cup Series preview. Progressive presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Hey, are you just going to stand there and let people not give you credit for being a good driver? You deserve discounts on car insurance, and that's what Snapshot from Progressive is for. So why aren't you signing up? You need music to get pumped? Hit it! Drum solo! Ow, that hurts my fingers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, both of all agents. 
Wheeland designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheeland product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheeland is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. MRN's Dylan Welch gives us a report from the Chili Bowl in Tulsa, Oklahoma, next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Are you ready? To help children forget about their serious medical conditions so they can just be a kid. Then support Victory Junction, which is the dream of late race driver Adam Petty, who wanted to build a camp where children concentrate on fun and laughter, not illness or disability. At Victory Junction, kids enjoy zip lining, horseback riding, swimming, fishing, all in a medically safe environment, all at no cost to the camper. What do you say, Richard Petty? Let's do this. Learn more at VictoryJunction.org. Check out MRN.com for a podcast series called The Tough Trucks of NASCAR. 25 years and still trucking. We'll take you back to some great races. Here they come. They're crashing in the back at the line. Mike Skinner wins it. Some wild moments. Brendan Gaughan gets turned around and slams hard into the inside retaining wall. And the stories that go with them. We lost the championship, but there was a lot of ugly things that went on behind the scenes. Ended a lot of friendships, actually, to this day. Download the shows for free on iTunes and at MRN.com. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. As we mentioned a few moments ago, the Chili Bowl Nationals are taking place in Tulsa, Oklahoma this week. And we have a connection. Motor Racing Networks and NBC Sports' Dylan Welch is attempting to make the Chili Bowl Nationals. He joins us now on the hotline. Dylan, welcome to NASCAR Live. How are things in Tulsa, Oklahoma? Good, Mike. Thanks for, for having me on. We're, uh, we're actually en route to the racetrack right now to... Uh, kind of get our day started here. And then, you know, as you said, my preliminary night is tonight. So um, we're going to get things rolling here in a couple hours or so and try and do our best to put ourselves in a good spot for Saturday. Well, a lot of our listeners may not know that you do race on the side. Who are you racing for, for those that are going to be there tonight and this week? What's your car number? And what is this labor of love that you do when you're not uh, in front of a camera or behind a microphone? Yeah, the uh, the racing has kind of become uh, my side gig here. You know, that's, that's originally what I started out doing and, and wanted to do full-time, and then, you know, it, it kind of just transitioned to the broadcasting side with the, the racing as, as more of a hobby. So, um, but, you know, thankful that I still get the chance to do it as much as I do and, and you know, have a really good car uh, this year at the Chili Bowl and, and have had one all year. So racing for, for Chad Boat and Corey Tucker and their, their team, Tucker Boat Motorsports, and uh, raced for him 10 times or so this past season and, um, you know, going to try and finish it off here at the Chili Bowl. So we're in the 81X car uh, this week and feel really good. Our, our teammate ran last night and finished third and, uh, and was really fast. And, um, you know, I think we're, we're going to have just as good of a shot to run just as well. So, um, you know, just thanks to all those guys and our sponsors, Formula 3 and uh, Leisure Sports and, and uh, Steve Gilmore and everybody out there that has been a longtime supporter of me and uh, happy to have them on the car again this week and hope we're going to give them a good run. 
It is a week-long affair there in Tulsa that will lead up to the 55-lap feature race coming up on Saturday. What is the process like between now and then? What will be your process tonight? Yeah, so each night, you know, there's 350-some cars here entered in this race. So every night from Monday through Friday, the field's divided into 70-ish or so, and you run, uh, you run one preliminary night. And basically just over the course of the night, you know, we'll race heat races and qualifying races and that sort of thing. And everything's on passing points. So that encourages uh, you to pass, obviously, and to to move forward on the track as much as you can. Uh, And that kind of seeds you for your preliminary night main event and then how you finish that or however your night ends on your preliminary night, whether you make the feature. But that seeds you for Saturday, which is the main race. So um you know obviously the better you finish on on your preliminary night gives you a better shot um you know to make the big race on saturday so they lock in the top two from each preliminary feature uh to the saturday main and then everybody else from there is kind of divided up um according accordingly so these nights are uh are pressure packed and uh you know a lot of emphasis goes into having a good preliminary night so uh the nerves and tension is high but that makes it exciting for the fans too now, with all this being said, I'm sure you're being you, you'll be very capable about getting through this process. The 55 lap main feature on Saturday night uh, is actually inside. For those that don't know, you're inside an exposition center. About how many people will be on tap? What's the what's the vibe like when you get these 350 cars plus teams plus drivers plus fans put together in one concentrated location? Yeah, it's really one of a kind uh you know the intensity kind of ramps up every night you know so by the time you get to friday and saturday you know it's it's really uh really exciting and you know there's probably i don't know what the exact number is but it's close to fifteen thousand seats in this building so um you know everybody's packed in really tight you know you've got the fans and the racetrack all right there and um it's just such a special unique event and uh for so many reasons and um it's it's a lot of fun you know it's it's uh the saturday night feel there is is comparable i think to you know race morning at the daytona 500 or the indianapolis 500 you know it's got that kind of uh prestige and luster and you know excitement behind it um that i think you know ranks it up there with any big racing event uh no matter the series well we appreciate you taking time out of your day to join us we wish you the best obviously selfishly we want some motor racing network representation here all week long uh i'm sure you'll do a you'll do a fine job and with all this being said just remember 25 days till the first car is on the racetrack at daytona for speed weeks 2020 (laughs) not that we're counting right (laughs) not that we're counting no go have fun go win us a race we're gonna try thank you appreciate it that's our dylan welch coming up next we'll look into the 2020 cup series season with kyle ricky and later NASCAR Xfinity Series driver Chase Briscoe will join us. Here's a special message for those of you who owe the IRS at least 10000 or more in back taxes. The IRS has special programs in place that could eliminate or reduce your tax debt by thousands of dollars. Call the Federal Tax Management Helpline that has been set up for you, 800-242-1706. Stop the wage garnishments, levies, and tax liens now. Once you've qualified and enrolled, the IRS will stop all the collection activities against you. These unique programs have been allocated to help the economy and significantly 
completely reduce or eliminate your tax burden. The IRS is currently accepting reduced settlements and other favorable programs. You may qualify for substantial savings, so get the help you need. If you owe more than 10000 in taxes, call for free information and to see if you qualify. Take down the number now for the Federal Tax Management Hotline, 800-242-1706. That's 800-242-1706. 800-242-1706. Kyle Rickey has a 2020 Cup Series preview next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The 1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share of twists and turns. Checkered flags waving. I look in my mirror, and here's Earnhardt right on my tail, and he goes down low to pass me. And I said, oh, no, you don't. As Wallace spins, Wallace's car goes on its nose. Here's stories that you've never heard before in a 10-part series called The 1993 Season. And Davey was behind me, and we came off the corner, and there's a guy standing in the middle of the racetrack. You can download it for free on iTunes and at MRN.com right now. Jeff Gordon has come from virtually nowhere. He's one of NASCAR's all-time greats. For the 93rd time in his career. A pioneering champion. Be at the right place at the right time. The kid who took on the good old boys and changed NASCAR. We started to go toe-to-toe from Earnhardt. MRN presents a 10-part podcast series that traces Jeff Gordon's rise to NASCAR legend. Jeff Gordon, the colorful career of the Rainbow Warrior. Available now at MRN.com and your favorite podcast source. Time now for the Whelan Pit Crew Member of the Week. Jeff Cordero is the rear tire changer for the number 18 Joe Gibbs Racing Toyota, driven by Kyle Busch. The typical path for a lot of pit crew guys, especially as I came up in the sport, have worked in racing forever. So when their pit crew life ended, they just worked in the shop full time. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's a lot of guys that do that. It is a pretty good pay cut to do that. I mean, that's why you were, a lot of guys were in it, because back when I first started, the, the combine thing was just, the Hendrick thing was just starting, bringing a lot of athletes, and a lot of guys who were pit race cars were just shop employees or guys who had worked on cars forever. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley. Thanks for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. For the NASCAR Cup Series, the drivers and teams are working hard to be better at where they struggled in 2019. For more on that, here's the host of NASCAR Today Midday, Kyle Rickey. Mike, we are now into the second week of January, and that means many race fans are starting to see the light at the end of the off-season tunnel, with Daytona Speed Weeks now just over three weeks away. While fans are ready for the cars to hit the racetrack, teams are busy preparing those cars for the upcoming 36 race season. There will be many storylines heading into the new year, including new driver-crew chief combinations. Team Penske announced all three of their drivers will have new crew chiefs for the 2020 season, while Stuart Haas Racing announced a crew chief swap between Eric Almarola and Clint Boyer, who says the swap is an effort to elevate the race team. Um, it's all in an effort to, to get better. You know, it's, it's not just those four tires and the steering wheel and the throttle pedal. It's, it's uh, you know to find success the success is in the people uh, it's just it's still hard to find that chemistry boyer will now have johnny klossmeyer as his crew chief while mike buggeravich moves to eric almarola's number 10 team ryan blaney enters his third season with team penske in the nascar cup series 
and has noticed that the longer he remains with the race team, the more improvement he is beginning to see after finishing seventh in the championship standings last year. You know, experience is a big thing in this deal and, you know, working with your team very closely and then just, you know, getting more time behind the wheel at the cup level. It's, it's really, really hard to win these races and be competitive with so many great race car drivers at, um, at that level. So I think time is probably your, the biggest thing that helps you, you know, and then learning, sitting down and learning. Blaney will also have a new crew chief in Todd Gordon who joins the number 12 team after working with Joey Logano since 2013. And 2020 will mark the final season for seven-time Cup Series champion Jimmy Johnson, who has won 83 races but has not seen a checkered flag since 2017. Johnson expects to make the most of his final year in the race car and has set the bar high for his Hendrick Motorsports team. Absolutely to win races and be in that final four. That, that is absolutely the goal for next year. While Johnson will exit the series at season's end, there will be some fresh faces as part of this year's rookie class, including two-time Xfinity Series champion Tyler Reddick, who will drive for Richard Childress Racing and says this season will be about taking baby steps while adapting to the sport's top level. The Xfinity Series is a great stepping stone for young guys like me and, and other uh, pieces of the puzzle to get prepared and um, to gain that experience on the level and on those racetracks that we do. But obviously when you move up, the Cup Series, you're racing against a, the best of the best. Um, there is no stepping stone, so everyone that is the best at their job, you're, you're competing against them. So just that, just realizing who you're going to be racing against, you know, and just trying to be smart as we go. So we just got to do everything we can to just crawl our way, um, you know, just crawl before we start running. So that's going to be the biggest thing is just baby steps. Reddick will be joined in the rookie class by Christopher Bell at Joe Gibbs Racing, Cole Custer at Stewart Haas Racing, and John Hunter Nemechek at Front Row Motorsports. Mike, those are just some of the stories for the 2020 season, and we're just about 25 days away from seeing how these stories will play out when the track opens in Daytona for Speed Weeks 2020. Thank you, Kyle. Earlier, Woody Kane mentioned in the news that a new Glory Road is being unveiled this week at the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Uptown Charlotte. Each car on display has a special place in NASCAR history. One of the cars on display is Dale Earnhardt's 1980 Chevrolet. For more on that, here's MRN's Dan Hubbard. The 1980 Chevrolet Monte Carlo, driven by Dale Earnhardt. They say anything can happen in Winston Cup racing. A lot of times you guys say a guy's going to win. We're not saying Earnhardt's going to win, but if that car hangs together, it's highly unlikely that anybody's going to chase him down. The 1980 season was a year of first and last in NASCAR. This was Dale Earnhardt's first championship year, but it was also the last year of the Generation 2 car. As Dale Earnhardt flashes across to take the checkered flag and win the National 500, Cale Yarborough will finish second. This car was loved by drivers because of its durability and handling, especially at short tracks in the south. With a team owned by Rod Osterlin and crew chief by Doug Richard, Earnhardt won five races and earned 19 top five finishes. He led the points for 30 of the 31 weeks during the 1980 season. Baker closing to 10 car length. It's going to be Earnhardt as the blue and yellow colors are waved for him off the fourth corner. In the first six races of the season, he had two victories, six top fives, and an average finish better than third. Earnhardt flashes across the start finish line, checkered flag, and Dale Earnhardt will win the old Dominion 500. This car is now owned by the state of Alabama and is on lifetime loan to Dale Earnhardt's son, Dale Jr., who helped develop the most recent Glory Road exhibit at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. 
and awaiting Dale Earnhardt, posted in the fifth position at the tail end of the lead lap. As long as Earnhardt comes around to take the checkered flag, unofficially would be the Winston Cup champion, Wes B. Roth from R.J. Reynolds is here checking that out as Earnhardt gets the checkered flag and his crew jumps up and down and congratulations. I'm just, I'm just happy it's over with and I just can't really say how happy I am. You deserve to be. It's the toughest championship in the world. 1980 Winston Cup champion, Dale Earnhardt. Junior is a massive racing history buff and he oversaw the completion of the restoration process on the 1980 Monte Carlo, making sure the markings, design, and other pieces of the car were historically accurate. Thank you, Dan. Next week, we'll feature another car from the NASCAR Hall of Fame, Glory Road. Coming up, we'll hear from NASCAR Xfinity Series driver Chase Briscoe, and later, we'll talk about the ARCA Series. There's big changes on the way, and we have those details later in the show. Welcome back to Sports View. Today's topic, who's the greatest of all time? For my money, it's Progressive's home and auto bundle. It literally saves you money. Gentlemen, your thoughts. Look, it's simple. I've said it before Boys and I'll say it again. Out of all the heroes, take away the zeros. And what you got? Show one big trophy of me saying, I told you so. I disagree. Thanks, fellas. Took the words right out of my mouth. There's really no debate. Progressive's home and auto bundle is a winning combination. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Do you have a car, truck, boat, or other vehicle that's seen better days, but you're not sure what to do with it? Turn your clunker into a chunk of change in support of children's health care initiatives when you donate it to the NASCAR Foundation. It's simple and free. Call 844-NASCAR-9 to have your vehicle towed and auctioned off. You get a tax deduction, and the NASCAR Foundation gets the proceeds. Put your vehicle to good use for the kids by donating it today. Call 844-NASCAR-9 today. That's 844-NASCAR-9. NASCAR Xfinity Series driver Chase Briscoe is up next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Are you ready? To help children forget about their serious medical conditions so they can just be a kid. Then support Victory Junction, which is the dream of late race driver Adam Petty, who wanted to build a camp where children concentrate on fun and laughter, not illness or disability. At Victory Junction, kids enjoy zip lining, horseback riding, swimming, fishing, all in a medically safe environment, all at no cost to the camper. What do you say, Richard Petty? Let's do this. Learn more at VictoryJunction.org. Here's a special message for those of you who owe the IRS at least 10000 or more in back taxes. The IRS has special programs in place that could eliminate or reduce your tax debt by thousands of dollars. The IRS is currently accepting reduced settlements and other favorable programs. You may qualify for substantial savings, so get the help you need. Take down the number now for the Federal Tax Management Hotline, 800-242-1706, 800-242-1706. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Recently, the hosts of Rip the Fence, Tyler Burnett and Dylan Welch, talked with Stuart Haas Racing's Chase Briscoe about the upcoming NASCAR Xfinity Series season and a whole lot more. Risky Brisky is in studio. What's, What's happening? Up? What's up, Chase Briscoe? Oh, nothing. Busy. Busy, busy. Well, big time over here. I don't know about that. Has re-upped with... Tony Stewart at Stewart Haas Racing and Gene Haas to compete again in the Xfinity Series. And I couldn't be more expi- excited. I thought you were awesome last year in the car. You know, got a win at Iowa. And uh, 
I think you should contend for a championship, don't you think? Yeah, I think we're going to be pretty good. You know, we don't have a ton of changes. I mean, rules-wise, it's the same. We have a new body on the Mustang, but... Yeah, I mean, this is going to be the first time in my career I've been able to go back with the same team and the same crew chiefs, so looking forward to it. What do you think of the new pit stop procedures that were just announced? <laughs> yeah, I just saw it, like, literally about 30 minutes ago. But I think, you know, at Iowa, I don't really think it's going to change anything. Um, but I do feel like at the road courses, it's going to change them completely because yeah. there's no more short pitting anymore. There's no more flipping the stages. So, you know, for me, I think it's a little bit worse because now you're going to have Austin Sindrick out front and maintaining yep. track position the whole race. Mm-hmm. So it's going to make it harder, I think, to win the road course races because it's going to take a lot of the strategy out of it. But, you know, it's hard to say right now. We haven't – nobody's done it yet, so it's hard to say what it's going to be like. But, yeah, I think it's going to be easier to maintain track position on a road course. So, you know, if you're fast on a road course, I think it's definitely, you know, a positive for you for sure. The move really – helps money wise for some of these smaller teams but the cup series teams were flying people into standalone races to do the crew chief and some of them have their own crews i guess but a lot of them were being flying flown in so that cost of everything kind of brings that cost down but i agree with you the road course racing is going to change that uh totally but as far as the racing product on track it's not going to change that very much no i think you know it's not going to like you said change the especially at the iowa and the places like that but road course is just going to make it where you know the fast guys i think stay up front so yeah i think that's going to be the only place where you really see a difference in this you know this new whatever you want to call it rule change but yeah the iowa i think it's going to be just normal iowa and you can still pit when you want to pit or whatever you're just not going to lose positions on pit road which like you said is a good thing and you know, it does definitely save the teams a lot of money. And if anything, it might make the racing a little bit better just because, you know, if you have, you know, a guy like a Ryan Sieg or Jeremy Clements that doesn't necessarily have the pit crew caliber of a Pinsky or a Stuart Haas, you know, if they can get up to sixth, seventh, or eighth or whatever, you know, they can stay there now instead of dropping back five or six spots under pit road. So it's probably going to make the racing better at the short tracks, but, you know, it's hard to say what's going to do in the road course. Is this for you, is this the first time that you've, since you've run stock cars, that you'll be in the same car two years in a row like yeah. i know you said same team but like same actual type of car yeah. two years in a row uh, i mean the xfinity car in 2018 i got to run it but not full-time but right. yeah so this will be the first time i've ever ran two seasons you know full-time back-to-back gotcha so there's something to be said for that i mean yeah i think, I think having so. a full year under your belt's gonna be gonna be good yeah i think you know last year specifically you know the first half of the year to the second half of the year was night and day and you know now to be able to start the first half of the year where we ended the second half yeah. i think you know i th- it's hard to say what we're going to really run like, but I feel like we're going to be able to compete for a lot of wins and hopefully a championship favorite. Did you feel like if you'd gotten to Homestead that you would have been contending? Yeah, I did. I've, yeah, <laughs> I felt like, I mean, obviously I didn't win Homestead, so I would have, I think I would have finished third, but it's hard to say because, you know, if I'm in that final four, I might right. not run the wall that hard that early and, and get into the fence. But yeah, you know, Homestead's definitely, I feel like one of my top three racetracks and, you know, Phoenix is probably my, my worst or second worst racetrack. So, <laughs> I knew that going into to last year that I, I probably needed to try to take advantage of that, trying to win a championship. But, you know, it's going to be tough to, to win at Phoenix to beat Algar. It's going to be a hard thing to do. But, you know, I felt like we made gains from the first race to the second race. So hopefully we can, you know, make more gains this year and, and see what we got. Your journey in NASCAR has been one that is definitely storybook-like. Uh, moving down here, working with ARCA teams, getting a test finally, and then getting a Ford development program, and you race with Roush. You know, obviously, you were in different cars a couple times. Then you went to Stuart Haas Racing, and now you've had a full season with Stuart Haas Racing. You're back with Tony again. What's it mean to be back with a guy who not only is Indiana legend, but 
it probably was one of your idols, I would assume. Yeah, he was my hero growing up. You know, I had the Home Depot uniform and helmet. I used to play the Sprint Car video game on literally every day after school. And, you know, I was just back home in Indiana for Christmas and still covered my windows at Tony Stewart Home Depot blankets. So, I mean, I was definitely a, a Tony fan through thick and thin. And it's cool, you know, to get on Twitter the other day. And obviously I knew the announcement was coming, but to see that, you know, he took a video or whatever, it's pretty cool, you know. It's not like in Indiana we grew up three, four hours apart. We literally grew up 45 minutes apart. And, um, you know, he raced against my dad in sprint cars. So I remember growing up being little and, and getting to meet Tony here or there. So it's pretty cool to, to be able to drive for the guy that was your hero growing up. All last year, all we heard about was the big three, and rightfully so because they won a lot of races. You don't have to race a single one of those guys this <laughs> next year. Is yeah. that exciting to you? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think it opens up, you know, uh, easier chances to win, I guess. But, you know, at the same time, you want to beat those guys. You know, my whole goal is to make it Sunday to be a cup driver. So, you know, if you can beat them on Saturdays, it just shows that you deserve to be there on Sunday. But, yeah, I think it definitely creates an opportunity to to win more races. Um, but, yeah, I think there's still going to be, the, you know, tough guys to beat. is going to be good. Ross Chastain's going to be really good, I feel like. Cindric. So there's still going to be some hitters, but... Yeah, I mean, you're not going to have the big three guys, but maybe there'll be a new big three, and hopefully we can be one of them if there is. Having Tony as your you know, your boss, do you guys ever sit down and just talk dirt racing at all? Yeah, when when we see each other, for yeah. sure. Yeah, you know, I don't get to see him a ton just because he still runs over, over you know, 80 races a year. So he's normally dirt racing on Saturdays, so I don't really get to see him. But, yeah, I'm sure at Chili Bowl we're obviously talking yeah. some dirt racing. And when I do see him, I normally... I'm asking about how the sprint car deal's going, and, and you know, well, he, he raced against your dad. Yeah, I'm sure many times. Yeah, I, I didn't. I haven't asked him really a lot about racing my dad. I need to probably <laughs> do that. But yeah, you know, him and my dad definitely go way back. You know, I remember my dad telling me stories when Tony was still doing the NASCAR stuff about how Tony was this kid that was a manager at a go kart track, and they would go down there and run league races. <laughs> so it's, it's him and my dad go a long ways back. But yeah, it's you know definitely fun to, to kind of know your boss before you even got to drive for him, but. You know, it's nice to have that kind of connection. That's Stuart Haas Racing NASCAR Xfinity Series driver Chase Briscoe. He'll look forward to giving SHR a shot at their first championship in the NASCAR Xfinity Series this coming year. Coming up next, we'll talk ARCA Racing with the managing director of the NASCAR Touring Series, Brandon Thompson, and later, Bill Venturini joins us. Hey there, it's Hall of Fame driver Rusty Wallace for Blue Emu. After spending nearly a quarter of a century in a race car, I know what it means to be banged up and bruised up. As Wallace spins, Wallace That's why I reach for Blue Emu products to support my muscles and joints. Blue Emu is known for quality and innovation. And Blue Emu is one of the few muscle and joint brands that is 100% owned, distributed, and manufactured in the USA. For Hall of Fame relief, reach for Blue Emu. Works fast and you won't stink. The Daytona 500. Be here on February 16th to witness the biggest race of the year, where one driver will make history as a Daytona 500 champion. Be here to feel the power that takes your breath away and brings you to the edge of your seat and to experience the thrill of one of the greatest events in sports and one of the most iconic events in the world. This is the Daytona 500. Tickets are available now at 1-800-PIT-SHOP or Daytona500.com. We'll talk about the ARCA Series next with NASCAR's Brandon Thompson. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Check out MRN.com for a podcast series called The Tough Trucks of NASCAR. 25 years and still trucking. We'll take you back to some great races. Here they come. They're crashing in the back at the line. Mike 
Skinner wins it. Some wild moments. Brenda gone gets turned around and slams hard into the inside retaining wall. And the stories that go with them. We lost the championship, but there was a lot of ugly things that went on behind the scenes. Ended a lot of friendships, actually, to this day. Download the shows for free on iTunes and at MRN.com. Do you have a car, truck, boat, or other vehicle that's seen better days, but you're not sure what to do with it? Turn your clunker into a chunk of change in support of children's health care initiatives when you donate it to the NASCAR Foundation. It's simple and free. Call 844-NASCAR-9 to have your vehicle towed and auctioned off. You get a tax deduction, and the NASCAR Foundation gets the proceeds. Put your vehicle to good use for the kids by donating it today. Call 844-NASCAR-9 today. That's 844-NASCAR-9. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thanks for hanging out with us on this week's NASCAR Live. Over the weekend, had a chance to catch up with Brandon Thompson, managing director of NASCAR Touring Series down in Daytona. Big ARCA test was taking place down there, and this coming year in the ARCA season is going to be very exciting. A lot of exciting changes are coming. 2020, we have merged what was traditionally the NASCAR Canyon Pro Series and the ARCA Series together. And so that's all across one platform now. We're really excited about it. We've got, uh, we're bringing all that stuff to the table. We've been able to incorporate legacy tracks from ARCA, legacy tracks from Can-Am, in keeping with um, some of the combination events of some of these National Series tracks. And there's a great diversity uh, in terms of the tracks. We've got dirt, we've got road courses, we've got mile and a half, we've got super speedways, and we've got traditional short tracks, we've got it all. And so that's really what we're really excited about is just being able to bring all of this together under one umbrella. What's been it like trying to incorporate all this? Because the ARCA name obviously has a legacy behind it. The k Pro Series East and West, that's been a great developmental ground for younger drivers and has, in my opinion, serves a great purpose in this sport bringing them all together what's that process been like it has been a labor of love for sure and there have been some challenges and hurdles there's no doubt uh, look there were 36 different things that were different i mean anyone if you haven't kept up with the cars uh the spec body provided by five star uh is the same for both uh, what was traditional uh, nascar canyon series and the arca series the cars look the same to the naked eye, but under the hood, so to speak, 36 different things, not counting uh, engines and weight. So it makes it a total of 38. We've been able to bring all those things together, uh, really try to bring the best and what made the most sense for this level of racing to the table um, amongst those 30 things, 36 things. Um, and so it, it's, it's, it's been a challenge. We've had to work a lot with the team. We've had a lot of great uh, folks, uh, obviously Ryan Drager, who's been uh, with ARCA and uh, forever. Um, and, you know, he, he's, he's, I'm, the, I'm the one lucky enough to get to talk to you guys, but he's been right there with us. Uh, I spoke a little bit this morning about how um, some, a lot of our executives, Mike Helton, has been right there the entire time with us, uh, kind of guiding and shepherding us and lending his wisdom to this process. Obviously, you're Scott Miller for the world, Steve O'Donnell. So, and then we've got sort of within our little team, uh, folks who are really respected around the racing industry, uh, Tony Glover, Chris Wright, some of those folks who are great crew chiefs at their respective levels. So uh, bringing that all together, trying to figure out what makes the most sense for this level of racing to keep it healthy. Um, so it's been, it's been good, and I'm glad we're here. As these drivers get in, they learn race formats. They learn race procedures. Where will they be doing this? You mentioned a little bit about the racetracks. 
Um, a lot of our listeners here on NASCAR Live are familiar with the Daytonas, the Talladegas, the Darlingtons, the Kansas, the Chicagolands. What are some of the unique tracks? You talk about the unique types of tracks. What are some of the unique tracks that the Arca Series will go to in 2020? Listen, I think when you talk about your two-mile dirts, um, the coin uh, is in Springfield that come to mind, uh, one-mile dirt tracks that are, you know, staples in the Midwest. So you've got those. You've got, um, obviously, you've mentioned some of your staples on the National Series side in terms of your Bristols. But, look, we've got New Smyrna. We've got five flags coming up on the east. Nashville, which is a, a place that's really near and dear to a lot of folks' heart. I was born and raised in Nashville, so it's near and dear to my heart, obviously. Uh, but your Berlins, you know, those types of places. And then you look out west, you've got... Uh, Irwindale that's been out there, you know, forever and has been, you know, gone through it. I kind of call that the, the uh, track with nine lives. I mean, it, it, it never goes away, which is a great thing. Um, Meridian up in Idaho, All-American Speedway. So we've got just a, like a lot of good mixes, and uh, we're going to be making a debut for the ARCA Series up in Mid-Ohio in conjunction with the Xfinity Series this year. So a lot of great places. You know, I could go on for days, but, you know, July 3rd, right before uh, we head up to Indy uh, over at the Brickyard, we're over at uh, Lucas Oil Raceway. So, you know, inviting people and want the fans to come out and see that, sort of a throwback to what used to be when you could go over and watch some short track racing on Saturday and go over to the big track on Sunday. That's back, and so we're really excited about those types of things. Uh, and the last one I'll, I'll call out is, is Memphis. You know, that's a place that's near and dear to a lot of folks. It's hard as well. Put on some great races and uh, what was the Bush Series and the Truck Series back in the day. And, you know, we're back there. Um, and that'll be the championship race for the uh, Sioux Chief Showdown. So we're really excited about some of that stuff. Speaking of the showdown, for those that don't know, explain the Sioux City Showdown. So the Sioux Chief Showdown is where... Uh, the best of the East, the best of the West, and the best of what the Arkham Menard Series will come together. And what we're really excited about is that we're having a chance for folks to be able to showcase their talent. So it's a chance for your younger drivers to showcase their talent and some of the veteran drivers to really sort of uh, take some of those folks to school on some of those traditional short tracks. Uh, we're bringing everyone together. We're really excited about the opportunity for increased car counts there. I'm um, excited about some of the racing that we'll put on. Uh, Mike, you and I were kind of chatting a little bit off air about um, the engine packages and sort of some of that stuff, but we've got these engine packages between the Ilmore and the Spec, and we may get into a little bit of that later. I don't want to go too deep into that, but um, those things, we were able to test them and get them to the point where they're within, like, literally one one-hundredth of a second consistently. So that's going to provide some really good racing for the fans, and we're really excited about that. When we drop the green flag in about a month at Daytona to kick off the season, and as you go through the season with this new amalgamation now with all these three series together, what will you use to gauge success? What what will you need to see or hear from the competitors to deem, hey, man, we nailed this, we hit this, and this thing is a, is a success? First of all, Mike, i got to call out the fact you use a big SAT word there. <laughs> but, but, no, we will use, uh, we will use uh, sort of our measure of success will be this is, you know, can we look at some places we know that the car count is not going to roar back at every, you know at every single event to where we'd like it to be and we'll probably never be satisfied we want 300 cars to show up right i mean that's i'm obviously exaggerating but um can we see an uptick in that you know across the board at some at some key venues um you know how well you know did we get the rules right you know we'll continue to look at that throughout the year you know what's again what's best for this level of racing um you know we'll continue to take feedback uh from the teams and that we'll continue to take feedback from the fans you know when they show up and and we hear from them on social media and some of the stuff that we're doing um you know how was the racing so you know the racing product has that 
improved is that solid uh, i think from even from some of our track promoters you know what are we doing in order to help promote these events what are we you know how's the show from that standpoint are there anything that we can do to to plus up the fan experience so we're going to be looking at this 360 um and if we can see upticks in any of those areas and all of those areas that will be success uh for 2020 and then we'll look to capitalize and gain on that in 21 and beyond Oh, it's going to be an exciting season of racing all across the board, all the way from the Cup Series to the ARCA Series and points in between. Really looking forward to kicking everything off next month in Daytona. Coming up next, 2019 ARCA champion car owner Bill Venturini will join us. And later, we'll celebrate 50 years of the Motor Racing Network. Welcome back to Sports View. Today's topic, Game Changers. Makes me think of Progressive's Home Quote Explorer. Finally, a simple, efficient way to quote home insurance. Let's go to Colin, who will now try to say something. Okay, first of all, are you kidding? Never in my life. Okay, when you see stuff like this, look, I'm not the only one who thinks this, although everybody says I am. Well said, Colin. Well said. Get right to the point with Home Quote Explorer. It's a game changer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. 2019 ARCA Series championship winning car owner Bill Venturini joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The 1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share of twists and turns. Checkered flags waving. I look in my mirror, and here's Earnhardt right on my tail, and he goes down low to pass me. And I said, oh, no, you don't. As Wallace spins, Wallace's car goes on its nose. Here's stories that you've never heard before in a 10-part series called The 1993 Season. And Davey was behind me, and we came off the corner, and there's a guy standing in the middle of a racetrack. You can download it for free on iTunes and at MRN.com right now. For children with chronic medical conditions, Victory Junction means friends, fun, freedom. That's because we provide a medically safe environment where kids who live in a world of hospitals and doctor's visits can laugh, play, and discover all they can be, all at no cost to their families. Victory Junction inspires confidence, builds self-esteem, and changes the life of every camper who comes through our gates. Find out how you can change a child's life. Go to victoryjunction.org. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Recently, I had a chance to sit down and visit with legendary ARCA Series driver and car owner Bill Venturini. We talked about his history in the sport and cultivating new talent for Toyota racing development. I started racing in 1973, actually on my honeymoon, Uh, but that was locally at Rockford Speedway. I started in ARCA in 1983. And that's, uh, I ran one race in 1982, and then in 1983, we decided to uh, give Arca a shot, and I won Rookie of the Year that year, and I've been here since 1983. Back up for just a moment. So your first race that you ran was on your honeymoon. Connect those dots. Explain how you were, explain how you were able to pull that one off. Well, you know, my father raced back in the 1950s. He actually uh, raced with Andy Granatelli, and that, and 
While I was uh, still single, living in his house, he told me I could never race as long as I lived in his house. So when I was a mechanic at one of his gas stations, and uh, he gave me two weeks vacation for my honeymoon. So me and my wife took one week, and we went to California for a honeymoon. And the second week, I came home and got a race car and started racing at Rockford Speedway in the Roadrunner division. That's, I've been racing ever since. Why the decision to go ARCA racing? I, I had, I, at the same time, I was racing ASA. And for some reason, and Rex Robbins owned ASA back then, and I just didn't hit off with, hit it off with him. And uh, I went to Daytona in '82, I think it was, and uh, I just liked the ARCA people. And then we, I just transitioned to it and uh, fell in love with it. And I've, I've been an ARCA guy since 1983. I remember calling some of your races towards the tail end of your career. Um, it was amazing some of the, some of the names that have come through. The ARCA pipeline, whether their name be Venturini, Kozlowski, you know, Bob Shack, Bill Bowser. I mean, there were some classic names from way back in the day. I mean, Iggy Katona um, back in the day. What are what are some of your memories about early ARCA racing? Maybe the 80s, the 90s, the period of time I'm talking about. MRN did some races of those back in those days. So we remember some of the characters from, from, uh, from that time and place. Well, you know... Old man Jack Bowser, I, I raced with him, and, and uh, I raced a little with Bobby, his his one son, but Gary and Jack, I raced more with the USAC division. But then when I got into the ARCA program, um, there were a few good characters that were, uh, I want to say, our gang, so to speak, and uh, 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 Grant Adcox and Lee Raymond and me. We were, uh, we were three pretty fast guys in ARCA, I mean, when we were racing. And we were all three of us who were a little overweight. I mean, you know, um, we were the heavy set guys. And uh, we started a club together, and it was called the 3F Club. And uh, it, was called, it was called Fat, Fast, and Furious. So to be fat, you had to be overweight, which all three of us qualified. You had to be fast, which all three of us were, were fast. And the furious part was you had to, you had to win it ro- at Flat Rock Speedway. That was part of the requirement. You had to be a winner at Flat Rock Speedway, and then you had to wreck somebody just for the hell of it. <laughs> yeah, you know, so it's just like you know, during the race, if you just got pissed at somebody, you wrecked them on purpose. And um, me and Lee Raymond were, were together, and Grant Adcox was just dying. He says, I want to get into the club. So finally he won at Flat Rock. And then the next race, I don't remember who he wrecked, but he wrecked someone on purpose. And we said, okay, now you're officially in the 3F club. We actually had the decals made for our back bumper, so all three of us had that on it. Was everyone else aware of this uh, exclusive club that you formed? No, 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 no. We we didn't tell anyone. It was was just, it was between us. That was it. You know, ARCA's changed a lot over the years. Here Here we sit in 2020. Uh, it's going with the, uh, you know, we have obviously the Arca Menard Series, and we got Arca East, Arca West. As we sit here getting ready to start another race season, are you, um, give me your opinion, give me your thoughts on, on how things have all come together in what has become, in my opinion, a very important series as far as a developmental angle for a lot of these young race car drivers out here. Uh, yeah, you know, throughout the years, Arca has transitioned from, being uh, you know a regular racing series, it's become more of a driver developmental uh, program. We really didn't pursue to grow any further. We were happy where we were at, but times have changed. Part of that transition that I have to give credit to is my son Billy, because you know I'm old school and it was very hard. The first time we had somebody drive my race car, other than Billy, you know I've been a family-owned team my whole life. I was nervous. I, I didn't like it. I, I thought, oh, this is really. I want to say 
but it was. <laughs> uh, I, I, I couldn't stand the fact that somebody else was driving my cars, but as the as time has progressed, and uh, I'm very, very happy with it now, but uh, it, it was a hard transition. How important now, I guess, it's now more than ever to continue with a lot of driver development. You've been involved grassroots on the Toyota driver development plan through the folks at Gibbs in ARCA. Is this a big deal? A lot of fans are asking, why is this so important to developing these drivers? Why is it? And is there anything you do to foster that process along? That's that's my son's pro, you know part of the program. Um, yeah, if, if you look at, and a lot of people don't realize it, but you know, Toyota has a bunch of young people that they want to look at, you know, for in the future. Uh, two months ago, we were at uh, a private test, and we had, we were there for two days with, we had, what did we have, four cars? We brought four cars, and uh, we had nine different drivers that Toyota wanted us to test and look at. So, um, you know, they, we were up there for two days testing, and a lot of people don't realize it, but if you look at Kyle Busch Motorsports, the transition was for driver development. Christopher Bell came from Keith Kuntz Racing, okay? Uh, Tanner Thorson, uh, Logan Seavey. Th those guys come from the, the midget part, but then they go from there, they come to us. Anyone at Toyota feels it's good in the midget program, they'll immediately say, okay, let's put him in a couple ARCA races and see how he is. Then once we feel, you know, between the Toyota people and my son Billy, they, they feel who's good in our program. If you look at whoever, who's driving for Cowboys Motorsports in the truck series, Every one of them has come through our program. So the transition is Venturini Motorsports, Kyle Busch Motorsports. They go from KBM. Then they go to the Gibbs to, uh, Xfinity program. And then they go from there to the Cup program. You know, Eric Jones, uh, Daniel Suarez, Christopher Bell, all come through our program. Uh, Alex Bowman, um, you know, uh, William Byron. Uh, there's, there's a kid that, uh, great talent, William Byron. But at the time he was ready to move on, Toyota didn't have a place to put him. So Rick Hendricks grabbed him. Smart move on Rick's part. Um, Willie, we call him Willie B. Uh, good, talented driver, you know. But um, the problem, I think, what we're going to see shortly is we've got a heck of a mass of good, talented kids driving for us. And there aren't enough seats to put them somewhere, you know. So... Um, I, you know, I'm happy with what we're doing. I'm just a little cautiously optimistic. It's amazing how all of this has come from that honeymoon first race ever at Rockford Speedway. Yeah, all out of a two-and-a-half-car garage in my backyard. How about it? <laughs> Bill Venturini, one of the great success stories in our sport. Native of Chicago, Illinois, and still getting the job done there well into his 60s. A legend in ARCA circles. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we'll celebrate 50 years of MRN. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu. No chill, no burn, no odor. Blue Emu. Works fast and you won't stink. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. 
You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how'd it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes, take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-242-1706. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We're about to put a bow on this week's NASCAR Live. This year, the Motor Racing Network is celebrating 50 years. There's so much history to be told on this great network. There wasn't a completeness of coverage, and I think what the France family and their vision was to tie all the events together. And in, in, that, in that moment in the 60s and the 70s, uh, before there was the ability or the opportunity to be on TV as much, there was a need in their minds, and correctly so, to, to be able to let the NASCAR fans follow the live event. The Motor Racing Network presents the 12th Annual Daytona 500-Miler. You know, every Sunday morning, that was what you were used to uh, hearing was uh, you'd get your car, you know, die cast out on the floor on the, on the carpet start racing and uh, listen to Barney Hall tell you how the race was going and how Dad was running. Um, you just, he was, he was just that guy every time, and he was always there. Here they come to the stripe. Richard Petty's STP Oldsmobile. Waltrip dives to the inside. Petty almost put him off in the grass, and Richard Petty will win the Daytona 500. The Petty crew jumping up and down on pit road, congratulating each other. This Daytona 500 has had it all. Donnie Allison, Cale Yarborough crash in turn three on that final lap. We interrupt for a moment. Cale and Donnie both out of the cars. Bobby Allison has brought his car down there. A furious discussion taking place just down below the banks of turn number three. And now it appears we may have a fist fight. We see drivers and helmets, safety officials trying to jump in there and separate them as tempers have really flared after this amazing incident on the final lap coming into turn number three. The beating and banging that they did coming off turn number two until we got into the front straightaway, it became apparent that what their mindset had to be is, if I can't win it, he ain't going to win it. And that's the way it ended up. But after the race, we're all leaving. We're driving back to the hotel, and all of a sudden, we're getting bumped in the back end, going 70 miles per hour on the interstate. Sure enough, we look up, and we see this big, bushy head guy driving a car, and it's Boris said. And Boris is passing us. He, like, little bump and run on us on the interstate as he drives by with a cheesy grin on his face, just, going, just pointing at us and laughing at us as well. And I was like, hey, we're getting uh, bump drafted on, <laughs> on his I-70 going to, the, going to the hotel. 1997 was my first season with, with the network, and it was a smaller number of people and a smaller, I, I hate to say smaller network, but it was just a smaller group of people that, that worked for MRE. I don't know, maybe 10, 15, and that was it in the office. And that included producers, all the people who handled the affiliates, the the, the bosses—I mean, everybody included—it uh, was just a small group of people. It really was. Um, Alan Bestwick was one of the anchors, but he was also in charge of affiliates, so he he wore multiple hats w- with the network at the time. And uh, as the '90s progressed and into the the turn of the millennium, um, things change, just like everything does. Things constantly change, and suddenly the network is continuing to grow by leaps and bounds. And the realization we need more people. Kyle Ricky, actually, believe it or not, is him and 
him and my wife had done some charity go-kart races together in the past, and and uh, he, coming from the short track world and, and northern tour modified stuff, um, I was around him a little bit short track racing, so to kind of see him get his opportunities and, and be so successful and now you know, to be able to cover cup races and me be around him in those early days, uh, seeing him at the racetrack, that, that's a pretty cool little background story for both of us to share, and um, I don't know, man, there's so many legends that have been on, on the, the broadcast and the radio side that have that just really changed our sport so anytime you get to meet them and thank them and it's it's crazy to hear their voice and like hey this is the voice that's painted the picture for me so many years that's always cool you can get much more from our podcast series mrn presents 50 years the voice of nascar you can download all nine episodes for free at mrn.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts that's going to put a wrap on things for this week we appreciate you joining us we also appreciate chase briscoe for stopping by also, Brandon Thompson, Bill Venturini, and Dylan Welch for his update from this year's Chili Bowl. I'm Mike Back For the rest of the MRN crew, thanks again for joining us. We'll chat with you again next week right here on NASCAR Live. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and was brought to you by Wheelan. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. And by Blue Emu. Blue Emu's family of products supports healthy muscles and joints. It's family owned and made here in America. It works fast and you won't stink. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henry and Tyler Burnett and Rich Culbreth. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. As much as life has changed over the last year, you're still pretty busy. So consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same tests hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 25 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, I did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best.